in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Today is the second Sunday in Lent, 13 March, 2022. Greetings and peace be with you, my friends. It has been said that in war, when fatigue sets into the human psyche, fatigue will make cowards of us all. And in fact, that statement is fairly accurate. When we are tired, cold, depleted of food, depleted of rest, depleted of human care, of physical touch, of human love, as well as being relentlessly attacked by an enemy, like in a time of war, for most of us, fatigue sets in, rendering us quite useless. Now, I'm quite aware that to compare fatigue in war with giving up chocolate in Lent is quite a stretch, okay? Giving up chocolate, caffeine, sugar, alcohol, or some type of favorite food isn't quite the same as being cold, wet, no food, no rest, and being shelled by the enemy. <clears throat> it's not really a comparison at all. However, in some sense, the church asks us during the season of Lent to intentionally deprive ourselves of some physical comfort, putting us in some, into some type of discomfort for a season, for the express purpose to allow us to gain a spiritual truth. Why are we asked to give up something like chocolate, caffeine, sugar, alcohol, a favorite food, in order to intentionally set our comfortable world into some flux, in order for our minds to open up in revelation and our spirits to grow in grace and truth? Well, it is in some sense a training opportunity for each of us to grow, to test our skills, to find new ways to gain strength in times of stress, so that when real stress comes into our lives, real discomfort crosses our paths, real fatigue sets in, we may not fall in the spiritual fatigue, but thrive in those times of trial and tribulation. Now, as I look around the room that we are in this morning, I think I know each of you well enough to say that each of us here has indeed experienced some type of real stress real discomfort, real fatigue during certain days on earth. Perhaps loss of a job, loss of a relationship, a death has occurred, depression has set in, a feeling of loneliness, isolation, a real feeling of being lost. I'm sure for most of us here today, we have experienced some type of situation which has resulted in some type of real stress, real discomfort real fatigue in our lives. And so as the church asks us to give up some type of comfort, Lent then becomes a training ground, so to speak, a training ground to find new and enriching ways to replace the non-essential comforts we surround ourselves with which we insulate ourselves from the real stress, the real discomfort, real fatigue in our lives. Surrounded by your sisters and brothers in the faith in Christ, the church intentionally puts us into a fairly benign, uncomfortable situation, surrounded by the love and care of our church family, so that we may test our skills, learn new ways, attain new tools. So when the real stresses and strains of life come along, instead of falling into fatigue, we find strength and courage to carry on. <clears throat> Consider then today's readings. 
all three of today's readings enlighten us to three real stressors, three real discomforts, three real fatiguing factors which each of us may indeed face in our spiritual lives. Those three, doubt, despair, and doom. Take, for instance, the doubt experienced by the patriarch Abraham. One would think that God would have picked someone with unwavering faith to begin his rescue plan for his creation. But no, <clears throat> this morning we read of Abram doubting God's promise to provide an heir. In Abram's defense, he is past 70 years old and his wife Sarai is past the age of bearing children. What's a patriarch to do? In this case, Abram is in doubt, in, in his doubt, complains to God in a doubting sort of pouting kind of way. Oh, Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. Not unlike many of us who, when we coming under great stress in our lives, great discomfort in our beings, tired and despaired of life, cry out to the God of heaven and say in a sort of doubting, rather pouting way, why me, Lord? Why do you give me these tests of faith? How are you going to get me out of this mess? As we read the story, we hear that God promises Abram that he will fulfill his word to Abram and then seals that promise in some ancient type of contractual design, binding God to fulfilling his promise to Abraham. In faith, then, in what seems like insurmountable circumstances, Abram turns away from doubt to faith and places his trust in the God of heaven. In our doubt and despair, then, it is no sin to cry out to God. In fact, the book of Psalms is full of humans praying to God in their doubt, many of those prayers in a sort of doubting, pouting kind of way. When you doubt God, and we at all times doubt, when you doubt God, where do you go? Do you reach for some momentary pleasure, filling your body with a distraction of pleasure? to fill the vacuum created by doubt? Or do you turn to prayer, an honest conversation between you and the Lord? Do you place your trust in God or in yourself? Use this Lenten season then to learn new ways to turn to prayer, to honest conversation with the Lord, allowing you to open up space to place your trust in the God of heaven. Doubt is certainly a contributor to spiritual fatigue. Despair is even worse. In our second reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians, we read that enemies of the cross have broken into the church and have stolen the Philippians' joy. Have you ever been robbed of a precious possession? The hopeless and helpless feeling of utter despair rips and tears into the heart. Now, in the Philippians' situations, they have not been robbed of any material possession. No, but worse. Local enemies of the cross means that someone has come along and replaced the joy of the gospel of grace, truth, and peace and has placed on them once again the yoke of the law, of returning the sacrifices and the letting of the blood of rams, lambs, goats, and birds. After having heard and then receiving the gospel of grace, has anyone ever made you feel like you are not worthy of the gift of heaven? Have you felt like you have done something so heinous that your baptism in, is no longer valid and that your life in Christ has been robbed? 
taken away, never to be returned? How despairing. How depressing. Yet Paul reminds the believers in Philippi that their citizenship is not of this world, but that they and we are citizens of heaven, meaning that nothing or no one, no action or inaction, can remove us from citizenship as children of the living God. Oftentimes when we are under siege of the enemy, when we find ourselves in a desert, when most if not all the comforts of this life are stripped away, it is then we doubt and fill ourselves with despair that the God of heaven could never really love me. And thus we reach for those comforts, which really aren't comforts at all, but yokes of depression, and replace the joy of our salvation with doubt and despair. Paul says to us in those moments, don't reach for comforts of this world, but to stand firm in the Lord. Not always an easy task, but Lent gives us the opportunity to willingly withdraw a few creature comforts to be replaced with finding joy in being citizens of heaven. If doubt and despair were not enough, the enemy of the cross reaches into its bag of tricks and pulls out the weapon of doom and physical destruction. And doom or physical destruction is what Jesus faces in today's gospel reading as Herod, the supposed king of the Jews, is threatening to kill Jesus. Now I hope and trust that in your life no one has ever wanted to physically kill you, to physically take your life away from you and your loved ones. Nevertheless, many in our own society, for no reason at all, face the dilemma on a, face this dilemma on a daily basis. Hated for the color of their skin, their national heritage, race, creed, or sexual orientation, folks are actually hated for no other reason. And their lives are found to be in physical danger. And we as followers of Christ, I pray, should never be on the side of delivering physical harm to anyone for these reasons. Jesus is being sought after by Herod for threat of taking Herod's supposed rule over, over the Jews away. In fact, the crime of king of the Jews is what Jesus is hung on the cross for. Yet Jesus, in the strength, love, and power of the Holy Spirit, fears not for his own physical safety, but in fact stands firm and responds with the words, Go and tell that fox for me. In other words, Jesus is not intimidated by the rulers of this world, but places his life in the hands of the Father and will go about casting out demons, performing miracles, and on the third day finish his work. Not even a a casual reader of Luke's gospel will miss the echoes of the third day expression as to what laid behind in the 12-year-old boy Jesus after three days found at the temple and the soon-to-be-crucified king of the Jews raised from the grave on the third day. We too must take comfort not in the casual comforts of this world, but take comfort in the strength and power of the bodily resurrection of Jesus from the grips of the grave on the third day. And so these three enemies, doubt, despair, and doom, muck about intending to incur great fatigue in our lives. Don't allow them in. Resist them with all of your strength. When these three evils come around, learn not to reach for the easy comforts of this world, 
but learn to be patient in the Lord, reaching not for worldly pleasures, but growing the roots of your life into the fertile soil of the Word of God and the joy of your salvation. One final thought as we prepare to receive the Eucharist. The Eucharist. From our gospel story today in Luke, Jesus, as he thinks of his work to come in Jerusalem, knows that even there he will be rejected by his own people and killed. And then Jesus says, How often I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. Jesus is using an agricultural reference to a barnyard animal a mother hen, who during some disaster like a fire or a predator invading will literally spread her wings and cover her chicks under her wings, sacrificing herself to the fire or other danger, thus allowing the fire or danger to pass over those chicks and not harm them as they are under the wings she has provided. Remember always that no matter how much doubt you find yourself in, no matter how deep in despair you are, no matter how dark the day of doom may seem, Jesus longs to cover you with his wings of love, replacing your doubt with faith, filling your despair with hope, and driving away the darkness of doom as he is the light of the world. Amen.